So we will continue from where we left off one month ago. <laughs> It's uh, I'm I'm trying to be. I was thinking that I should take some courses and you know how to be a professional kind of a podcast speaker and really like you know make it feel like I'm a. I know what I'm doing and I know what I'm doing. I'm trying to read and uh, post it as a podcast in order for people to find all the answers to any possible question of life and to find the purpose of life and and I know what I'm doing but I really want it to be kind of natural and and comfortable for both myself and for my audience it's a it's more of a it's not some kind of a podcast which will just tell everybody what to do it's more of a you know like a a cozy corner in the vast internet space where we're just trying to do something wonderful in life and uh, and just drink some nectar <laughs> okay so we left off on page number 10 let's dive in if we receive information from the perfect source krishna and if we repeat the information then what we're speaking can also be accepted as perfect and authoritative the process of parampara or disciplic succession is this very process of hearing from krishna or authorities who have accepted krishna and repeating exactly what they have said In Bhagavad Gita Krishna recommends this process of knowledge. Evam parampara praptam imam This supreme science was thus received through the chain of disciplic succession and the saintly kings understood it in that way. So formerly knowledge was passed down by great saintly kings who were the authorities. In previous ages however These kings were rishis, great learned scholars and devotees, and because they were not ordinary men, the government which they headed worked very nicely. There are many instances in Vedic civilization of kings who attained perfection as devotees of God. For example, Dhruva Maharaj went to the forest to search out God and by practice of severe penance and austerity found God within six months. Although he was only a 5-year-old prince with a very delicate body, he was successful because he followed the directions of his spiritual master Narada. The first month, Nar- Dhruva Maharaj was in the forest. He simply ate some fruits and vegetables once every 3 days and drank a little water every 6 days. He finally restricted his inhalation of air and stood for 6 months on one leg only. After he executed these severe austerities for half a year, God became manifest before him eye to eye. It is not necessary for us to practice such severe austerities, but simply by following in the footsteps of Vedic authorities, we also can see God eye to eye. The vision of God is the perfection of life. Jai. So we can see that Many people say that, you know, show me God, I want to see God. Actually, yes, this is perfection of life, here Prabhupada says. So the Krishna consciousness process is based on authority. 
uh, excuse me, the Krishna consciousness. We're continuing to read, okay? I'll try to make it uh, separate from what I'm saying and what we're actually reading. So the Krishna consciousness process is based on austerity, but it is not very difficult. There are restrictions governing eating and sex life. Only prasadam, food first offered to Krishna, is taken, and sex is restricted to married life. And there are other regulations which facilitate and foster spiritual realization. It is not possible in these days to imitate Dhruva Maharaj, but by following certain basic Vedic principles, we can make advancement in spiritual consciousness, Krishna consciousness. As we advance, we become perfect in knowledge. What is the use in becoming a scientist or a philosopher if we cannot say what our next life will be? A realized student of Krishna consciousness can very easily say what his next life is, what God is, what the living entity is, and what his relationship with God is. His knowledge is perfect because it's coming from perfect books of knowledge such as Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam. Then this is the process of Krishna consciousness. It is very easy and anyone can adopt it and make his life perfect. If someone says, I'm not educated at all and I cannot read books, he is still not disqualified. He can still perfect his life by simply chanting the Maha Mantra, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Krishna has given us a tongue and two ears, and we may be surprised to know that Krishna is realized through the ears and tongue, not through the eyes. By hearing this message, we learn to control the tongue. And after the tongue is controlled, the other senses follow. Of all the senses, the tongue is the most voracious and difficult to control. But it can be controlled simply by chanting Hare Krishna and tasting Krishna Prashadam, food offered to Krishna. We cannot understand Krishna by sensual perception or by speculation. It is not possible, for Krishna is so great that he is beyond our sensual range. But he can be understood by surrender. Krishna therefore recommends this process. Sarva dharman paritya jamamikam sharanam raja aham tvam sarva papebhyo moksha ishyami mashuchaha. Give up all varieties of religiousness and just surrender unto me, and in return I shall protect you from all sinful reactions. Therefore, you have nothing to fear. Nothing to fear. Jai. Unfortunately, our disease is that we are rebellious. We automatically resist authority. Resist authority. Yet, although we say that we don't want authority, nature is so strong that it forces authority upon us. We are forced to accept the authority of nature forced to accept this is exactly what happened right this year with all of this pandemic and all these natural disasters and all these whatnot it's like we're forced forced to accept the authority of nature what can be more pathetic than a man who claims to answer to no authority but who follows his senses blindly wherever they lead him our false claim to independence is simply foolishness we are all under authority, yet we say that we don't want authority. This is called Maya, illusion. We do, however, have a certain independence. 
we can choose to be under the authority of our senses or the authority of Krishna. The best and ultimate authority is Krishna, for he is our eternal well-wisher and he always speaks for our benefit. Since we have to accept some authority, why not accept his? Simply by hearing of his glories from Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam and by chanting his names, Hare Krishna, we can swiftly perfect our lives. Okay, we have completed first chapter and today we're going to stop. <laughs> but we're going to continue tomorrow with this particular book. And uh, and with this whole Shavanam Diaries podcast, I think I'm just going to be a little bit relaxed and spontaneous and natural and I will just share what I really I would love everyone to hear and uh, the basic structure will be that I have these Prabhupada's books that we will be reading systematically every day and we're going to complete the second round of reading all of Srila Prabhupada's books Haribo! And then we're going to go third round and fourth round and so on. And parallel to that, we're going to have some bhajans of Srila Prabhupada and previous Gaudiya Acharyas. And we're going to have some interviews from senior devotees, from Srila Prabhupada's disciples, from general devotees, from the youth, from the adults from the family, people who have some interesting ideas and some wonderful realizations of how they how they found Srila Prabhupada's books change their lives when they make it a point to always absorb in them and make them a part of the central activities. And uh, along with that I'm actually reading something else as well, like right now we're having this wonderful, wonderful reading of Chaitanya Bhagavata with my Guru Maharaj, His Holiness Bhakti Bringa Govindaswami Maharaj. He's reading, uh, now he's reading three times a week on YouTube, Bibi Govindaswami Media. And uh, at the same time I'm also right now absorbing in Uddhava Gita, Srimad Bhagavatam 11th Canto. And uh, naturally I have, I would, like, sometimes I really come across something that I would love to share. Like one of the main reasons is because when I share or when I discuss something that I read, I actually remember it better. So that's why I'm even more excited to have this podcast. And um, yes, yeah, so I will really try to, to kind of move my way my way around these podcast sessions and try to do my best at sharing the most exciting and the most wonderful and the most mind-blowing quotes that I find and reflections on them so stay tuned and we will continue with the second chapter of the matchless gift tomorrow Tomorrow we will read 
the chapter called Getting Out of the Material Mire. So, Hare Krishna, stay tuned. <laughs>